0: From
1: NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Lars Gottrich. It is the best music of the month show and worth listening to Album of the Year contenders for 2022. Let's start off with Bad Bunny.
2: A si usted quiere lo mismo que yo. Dime pa' dónde vamos después de la playa. Si no se camó, yo traigo la toalla y de nuevo no mamó. Pero en mi cama te voy a dar tabla de selfie al Dime pa' dónde vamos después de la playa. Si no se camó, yo traigo la toalla y de nuevo no mamó. Pero en mi cama te voy a dar tabla de selfie
3: al bebé. Dime,
1: let the summer of San Benito begin <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm going to start using that officially.
1: <laughs> Good, good, good I am here with Ana Maria Sayer Jerusalem Truth and Rihanna Cruz What's up y'all?
3: Howdy. Hey.
1: What's up? And like I said, we are discussing the best albums released in May. Un Verano Sinti is the fourth solo album by Bad Bunny. He also released Oasis with J Balvin in 2019. And it is packed. 23 songs. Lots of great features. J Cortez, Ra Alejandro, Bamba Estéreo, Dan Marias, Luz But also just an incredible showcase for Bad Bunny's diverse palette. Anna, you said something that caught my ear when you reviewed this album for pop culture, Happy Hour, that Bad Bunny wants to be part of the listener's everyday experience. I love that. And I really like that insight because there's many styles and moods and modes. Un a Sintim really does seem to meet you where you are.
3: Oh, 100%. You can just imagine the tias in Zumba, like, going wild when he does that switch up. (laughs) Like, we all just did. And I think that is the incredible beauty of this album, is it's not just for the young people. It's not just for the club. It's really about reaching all parts of Latin America, Latino culture. Like, he wants to be part of the tia's lives. He wants to be part of the abuela's lives. Like, he wants everyone to be living that San Benito summer, right? The Bad Bunny authenticity lives on.
4: Listening to the whole album as someone who's Puerto Rican, I was like, "Whipa, baby. Like, this is the soundtrack of the summer. Absolutely. You know, I don't think it's totally out of pocket to say that Bad Bunny is, like, the biggest star in pop music or all of music right now. Everybody is listening to him. I could play a Bad Bunny song at a function of solely Puerto Ricans, and everybody's going to lose their mind the same way that if I played it in the middle of the street somewhere and, you know, you have everybody being
3: like, absolutely. He does this collab with this indie pop band, the Marias, Otro Atardecer. And it's such a lovely summer track to me in, in a different way.
1: Very Rosé wave.
3: Very Rosé wave. <laughs> Están quedando potas de vino,
2: de vino pues si se juntan nuestro camino, camino Y no hay que comprar, y la tarde sí Hay mucho de mí, que te falta conocer Si la vida me da de me el vuelto Voy a volverte a pasar.
1: Some I know you really love this Bad Money album too. What are your thoughts on it?
5: You know, I've just been processing and listening to what y'all have been saying. And honestly, that's been my lived experience listening to this album, right? I'm in Brooklyn and I'm not too far from Bushwick. So I see Puerto Rican folks, I see Dominican folks all the time. And so it's it's been really cool, you know walking down the street to different songs from Kendrick playing and then going a couple blocks and just hearing Bad Bunny. And this reminded me of Summer's Back Home. I'm from Chicago and Humboldt Park is another huge Puerto Rican community. And my dad would take me up there. And this just felt like something that y'all are saying, like, I would listen to whether I'm going to my best friend's house and her mom's cleaning or we're going out getting ready for the night. This was truly more than an album. This is... An experience, and uh, you can tell that it was made with love and intention for Puerto Rican
1: people. Bad Bunny, the record is called *Un Verano Sin Our next album is a lot. That's probably the easiest way to describe the new Kendrick Lamar record. It is the extremely anticipated follow-up to the Pulitzer Prize-winning "Damn." At a time when albums drop and are quickly forgotten, I feel like we haven't stopped talking about Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. This is N95 by Kendrick Lamar.
2: Hello, new world, all the boys and girls, I got some true stories to tell. You're back outside, but they still lied. Whoa. yeah. Take off the fool. Take off the cloud chase Take off the wifi Take off the money phone Take off the car loan Take off the flex and the white loss Take off the weird ass jewelry I'ma take 10 steps Then I'm taking off top 5 Take off the fabricated dreams and the microwave memes It's a real world outside Take off your idols, take off the runway Take off the Cairo, take off the Sandro Pay, five days stay take off for the meal, hella fine Take off the Farflat, take off Reception Take off the cop, with the iPad Take off the hello take off the Unsure, take off the Decisions I had, take off the fake Deep, take off the fake woke, take off the I'm broke I care, take off the gossip, take off The new logic, the the farm rich, I'm real Take off the should nail. take off the Doja Take off the broken bag, take all That designer bullshit
1: off, and what do This album is divided into two volumes, and it keeps revealing more layers on every listen. Some of the layers are revelatory, some are problematic, Uh, some just make you say, hmm, Jerusalem, you felt pretty strongly about including Mr. Rao. Where are you landing with this album, at least right now, at this moment in your life? Because I feel like we're going to feel differently six months from now.
5: It's ever-changing, right? My answer to that question, I think Kendrick gave me my landing, which is Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. And that's what this album feels like. At its core, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is an album Kendrick made, not only for himself, but for other black men. And that is something a lot of folks are reckoning with is that's maybe not a community that is sometimes so explicitly in, like you're saying, these relevatory and problematic ways called in, called out, spoken to, spoken for. I made a joke with a friend that this is Kendrick's lemonade. This is his cultural, (laughs) you know, unpacking before the masses. So I do with that what I will.
1: It's unpacked. It feels unfinished. It feels unsettled. But damn, you feel like you got a definitive statement. With Butterfly, you feel like you got a definitive statement about what he was thinking about. Mr. Morale... He is, like, between his feelings, he's between his thoughts.
4: I've really liked Kendrick Lamar for a very long time, and this record, it doesn't speak to my experience, you know? And I think that's part of, like, why it's been a little bit difficult for me to parse and understand. At this point, I could consider Kendrick sort of a legacy rapper, trying to, like, parse through these things that, that cloud his life. I'm sensitive,
2: I feel everything, I feel everybody One man, standing on two words, heal everybody Transformation, then reciprocation, karma must return Heal myself, secrets that I hide, buried in these words Death threats, ego must die, but I let it purge, pacify Broken pieces of me, it was all a blur Mother cried, put their hands on her, it was family ties I heard it all, I should've grabbed a gun But I was only five, I still feel it when on my heart, my First tough decision in the shadows, clinging to my soul as my only critic. Where's my faith? Told you I was Christian, but just not today. I transformed, praying to the trees. God is taking shape. My mother's mother followed me for years in her afterlife, staring at me on back of some buses. I wake up at night, loved her dearly, traded in my tears for a Range Rover transformation. You ain't felt grief till you felt it sober.
5: There are certain songs on this album you know like we cry together that is the you know kind of sonic malcolm and marie and this is me being vulnerable and responding to kendrick's vulnerability but like if you've been in an argument like that with someone not to say that it all ends that way never saying that but if you've been in an argument where maybe you're not calling each other those kinds of names but you're that intensely upset and provoked like you and this other person are very intimately poking the bear i've never heard that in a song quite like that before and you hear it deep in your ears and to your point about you know it being unresolved i think it's it's messy right like it, it sucks to hear the song and how it ends you're like what and to hear this whole album that almost makes me appreciate Kendrick more because is that not real life right you can't point to one moment and say here's where I'm healed I started therapy now I'm done he started the album by saying what some 10,000 days I've been going through something and I think a lot of people whether they want to admit it or not can relate to that and this album is really the embodiment of what it's like to go through something and not figure it out but
1: here's what it is wow I don't think this is the last time we're going to talk about Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, so stay tuned. Thanks for joining us, Jerusalem. I know that the Louder Than a Riot team is busy working on season two, so I'm going to let you get back to it. Thank you. I'll talk to you all later. We're going to get to some personal picks from our panel later on, but I just wanted to mention some major titles that feel like year-end contenders. Harry Styles released his third album, Harry's House. There was A Light for Attracting Attention by The Smile, a group featuring members of Radiohead and Sons of Kemet. Sharon Van Etten dropped a new album with no pre-release singles called We've Been Going About This All Wrong. Mary Halverson, the hard-to-pin-down guitarist-composer, put out two albums, Balladonna and Amarellis. And while my personal feelings about them are deep and seething, I will do my job and note that Arcade Fire put out a new album called We. (laughs) Let's do one more before we take a quick break. Gabby Boccarelli from the Louder Than a Riot podcast has been in my ear about the singer Raven Linnae for a minute. So let's take a minute to get Gabby's take on the debut album.
5: My best music pick for the month of May is Hypnose by Raven Linnae. This is Raven's highly anticipated debut. And let me tell you, it lives up to the hype. all about growth, confidence, positive vibes. It's sensual, it's peaceful, and honestly, it's so otherworldly and magical. It kind of makes you forget the time and place that we're living in. The track Where I'm From is a great example of that. On it, Raven thinks about a new version of herself and she's looking for a community to hold her down. She's flanked by Mareba. Just close your eyes and let the two of them take you to another galaxy.
1: That's Where I'm From by Raven Lanay. Her debut album is called Hypnos. We're going to take a quick break and come back with more of the best music released in May. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from the American Cancer Society. Dr. Alpa Patel leads a team that researches cancer risk factors, and she shares how her team makes an impact.
4: We always do what we like to think of as actionable science. So the work that we do makes its way to things like nutrition and physical activity guidelines for cancer.org, where millions of people come each year to learn about how they can better prevent cancer.
0: To learn more, go to cancer.org. This message comes from NPR sponsor MassMutual. According to calendar.com, the average person schedules just 4.5 hours per year on finances. MassMutual gets it. Life is busy. If you can't find time to plan your financial future, find someone who can, like a Mass Mutual financial professional. For the last 170 years, they've helped people plan for retirement, college tuition, and any other short or long-term financial goals. Learn more at MassMutual.com. Welcome
1: back. It's the best music of the month podcast from All Songs Considered. I'm Lars Gottrich. I'm joined by Anna Maria Sayer and Rihanna Cruz. We're going to take a detour to the otherworldly guitar music of Julia Reedy. Absolutely alien and alluring. That is Julia Reedy, an Australian composer based in Berlin. The album is called World in World and it is my pick for the best music of May. I came across Julia a few years ago and marveled at the betweenness of their work. They process guitars through a variety of electronics and synthesizers. And on this album, Julia plays around more with auto tuned vocals and for the first time a microtonal electric guitar. And if you don't know what microtones mean, it's basically notes between the notes. So the the frets of their guitar have smaller intervals, so Julia can explore notes between and beyond the 12-tone scale, which has always been a limited and very Western way to think about music.
4: It's extremely dissonant in a way that I really appreciate. I really like when music is um sonically dissonant and it gives me the feeling of something I've never heard before. I really
3: appreciate that. There's something so eerie and witchy and just a little bit, I don't want to say unsettling, but something that really like happens when you hear it that makes you kind of like perk up and pay attention because you're getting that layered Experience with the, like you said, the sonic dissonance there. So it's a, it doesn't fit, but it does, I think, at the same time.
1: The thing that Julia Reedy really does here is so patient and spatial. They want you to hang in their weather, and it is a constant fog, but it's a fog that is shifting. So you're kind of like sitting in those shades of sound. It's a very visual music, and I love sitting inside that fog. We have one more album to feature on the best music of the month show, but let's take a moment to mention other albums and singles and released in May that we'll come back to all year. Rihanna.
4: Oh, man, I am here to talk about one of my favorite bands and a band that has captured the hearts of emo kids in America for a very long time now. My Chemical Romance is back, baby, Um, with their latest single, The Foundations of (laughs) Decay. The song finds them taking a darker turn. It reminded me a lot of certain cuts in their discography, like The Ghost of You, which is one of my favorite My Chemical Romance songs and is this very layered, melodramatic, anthemic, stadium-filling rock song. They access that same mindset here in a sort of proggy, breakdown-heavy way. I saw them in their reunion show in 2019 in Los Angeles, and it was such an interesting vibe watching these men who like now are older, are now in different phases of their life, singing the same sort of melodramatic emo songs. And this record finds them where they're currently
1: at. All right, Anna Maria, what's your pick?
3: So what I brought in is the debut release from an artist that I'm very excited about that I've been following for a little bit. Her name is Flores, and the record is called The Lives They Left. Pistol
5: in my hand and on my way with it You broke in my heart and got away with it, baby Can't put it away, know you're playing with me
3: You stole the goods, now we have be chasing down She's kind of got a really interesting story. She grew up border town. Her experience was shaped by by where she was in South Texas. She lived in a family of farm workers. I think a lot of her music you really get to hear is very much shaped by her experience growing up where she did, hearing the sounds that she heard when she was a little kid. And a lot of what she's doing here, even though it's it's a pretty R&B-leaning record, is really interrogating Her experience as a border kid, as a Mexican-American, growing up in the U.S., sharing an experience, a family experience that a lot of us have. I think it's really worth a listen, and I'm really excited to hear where she goes.
1: My pick for the lightning round is the close of the beauty trilogy by LaCaylee47 called Shape Up. This is the album of her career. Here's a little bit of Secret Service.
5: I must start this campaign off right here. Everything I want at first I fear. I go head first off the diving board. Not only am I the owner, I also speak the whores. That's how you feel money than I know. Look around, tell me what you see. I do my steps, step, step. step. Curried pulling up from her day. You're looking at me
1: like, damn it, I'm dirty. This is a hip-hop album that wants you to live your best life, but be aware of the lives around you. And 47 is just at the absolute top of her game as a rapper, but she can, like, really sing on this record. I kept getting Missy Elliott vibes, but it's definitely, like, her realm. There is a long, deep conversation between LaCarrie47 and our very own Sydney Madden on NPR Music's YouTube channel about this album, Shape Up. It's definitely worth your time. All right last one Athel Kane is a newer artist that sort of crept up on the NPR music staff but uh, once a few folks flagged her new album preacher's daughter it quickly became evident that she has someone worth paying attention to here is family tree
0: I'm just a job but I'm Preacher talks that man demands his silence. And that he said, shoot first and run.
1: Kane has conceived this project to encompass three albums, three books, and three movies, but we're just getting started. Let's catch up. Rihanna, introduce us to Ethel Kane and how she hooked you straight from the first track. Ethel
4: Kane is the pseudonym for Hayden Anhedonia, a singer-songwriter from Florida, now lives in Alabama, and has a history of invoking these Middle America iconographic figures of religion and americana she instantly hooked me from the minute the first track started uh family tree intro because right from the get-go i I was immediately enthralled with this sort of drawly slow core version of lana del rey ethel kane on twitter has has been like don't compare me to lana del rey i think it's facetious and i personally agree but it's really hard not to see the comparisons when they're both unpacking Americana, they're both unpacking being a woman, in Apple's case specifically being a trans woman, in these oppressive environments, namely religion. Over 13 songs, it takes you on this journey of her trauma and her experiences and her relationships with her family, namely her father, and like... It's these sprawling songs that all like end in these massive guitar solos and in the case of certain songs have these unsettling voices that come in and out and make for a very disarming and disorienting experience.
1: Megan Garvey wrote a review of this album for NPR that's really worth reading. She makes a, a lot of incredible comparisons and invocations including one to Texas Chainsaw Massacre that but- you're just going to have to read. But the thing that she touches on is that Southern Gothic stuff can occasionally get tired really quickly because it relies so heavily on the spookiness of the South, which is a place where I grew up. But the the thing that Megan hits on, is she talks about the Flannery O'Connor idea of Christ haunted. The idea that Jesus never leaves you, no matter how hard you try to run away. And you really see that struggle with Ethel Cain. She's tired of dealing with the church and with the, the figure of God, but she can't run away. She is something that is embedded from her childhood, but it also, hell, it makes for good imagery, right?
4: I love music made by trans people as a trans person, so I can listen to something and then immediately identify and connect. She has a really big fan base, seemingly out of nowhere, of gay and trans people that
3: are very, very into her work you hear these sounds that are both familiar and also she's turning them on their head in a way that you're not supposed to and I think that every time an artist does that I think it's just oh you're you're immediately like uniting everyone in their uneasiness around what you're doing here but in like a way that's productive for you in expressing who you are and and I don't know just a really interesting lesson.
1: Alright, that's Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane, and that is the best music released in May 2022. Thanks to Rihanna Cruz, Ana Maria Sayre, Jerusalem Truth, and Gabby Bogarelli. I just want to note that our dear Rihanna Cruz is going to be leaving NPR Music and heading over to Vulture to be a producer at the Switched On Pop podcast, which is a personal favorite of mine. I I'm so sad to lose uh, Rihanna in uh, daily video chats. <laughs> and, and just generally, like, your mind is, like, you challenge us to think harder, think weirder, which is something that MPR Music always needs. So don't be a stranger.
4: Thank you, Lars. I will be back. And in the words of Lady Gaga, pop music will never be lowbrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can find all the songs and albums that we played in the show description or on MPR.org all songs. For MPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Lars Gottrich. Thanks for listening, y'all.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com.
3: Last
5: year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects.